Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this new episode in the Investing Gurus podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what is activist investing and what are activist investors slash shareholders and how they ultimately affect our company's bottom lines. So stay tuned. So many companies, definitely mid-sized companies in which might be considered distressed or distressed stocks, have these experiences or come arounds with activist investors trying to plague the company and trying to right, basically be in corporate raiders in a way of trying to earn control and board seats of the company and trying to help the company grow in a such way, in turn trying to make this company stock go up and make additional profit. So many people might wonder, how does this work? So let's get started on how these activists investing um, shareholders and hedge funds work. So usually these activist investors are work in a part of a hedge fund or a very wealthy individual who have the capital to build up these large positions in these companies in which they will use as their advantage and leverage for voting and power and proxy power and who force their way on the board to force their way to try to shake up management and other and promote policies which they feel will promote the values of the company. So to begin If an activist investor buys a company's stock, they usually begin with a formal letter of recommendation in which they send to the company's board after building up a such position to really recommend what do they feel the company can do better to really help the stock grow in the future and make more money. And these recommendations can offer an outsider's perspective on how they feel that company can improve and grow in the future and which are the values in which they feel the company needs to embody and adopt to really help propel it to prosperity. Definitely if it's a distressed company or a company really underperforming or undervaluing its potential. So an example could be how um, J.C. Penney and Chipotle and how um, Bill Ackman came into Chipotle and said that um, we really they really need to centralize their um, quality and centralize your stores to really help improve the quality of their food. And with the food being healthy, they just have to overcome all the little hurdles in which they might encounter in the salmonella outbreaks and those other little problems in which might spurt while the company's trying to grow and figure itself out for the future to be successful in the future and which was part of the values and plans in which he felt was best for the company in which the company um, eventually adopted and which in my opinion really helped lead it into its successful future and this helped really empower the stock to be successful and right now a successful restaurant stock at the time being. So what happens is that the company and the board can either accept those recommendations or they can deny them or they could split split them and accept half and question half as they believe that half of them have validity and half of them are things in which they feel and believe will help 
bring the company to new heights, but half of them they don't agree with, and half of them they feel are a little too aggressive and a little just too not don't embody the values in which they feel they the company should go in the direction the co- they feel the company should go in. So if that happens, activist investors build up these positions and also try to collaborate with other major shareholders to really either force their way on the board and with forcing their way on the board, trying to get their way on trying to hire CEO a CEO and trying to promote the different styles and different policies in which they believe in. And they, they ask for these seats, first of all, and if they're not given them, and if their demands are not met, they use the power of corporate governance, governance and corporate democracy and shareholder democracy to really use it to their advantage in trying to force their way to power and force their way to have influence in these companies. With them forcing their way to have influence, of course there's going to be pushback. And those are called proxy battles, which are long, expensive court battles in which these companies, these hedge funds take these companies to court to claim that with them have, being a shareholder, they have a right to run, have these board seats, definitely they're a major shareholder, and they have a right to have power on in this company. And those battles happen daily between hedge funds and companies in which are really resistant and resilient to their changes. And sometimes they win and sometimes they lose. But at the end of the day, they cost a lot of money and a lot of resources and a lot of PR support, and which is something in which the company has to balance because that could be damaging in and upon itself. Definitely if they win the court battle and they win control of the company or the CEO and probably his job. So after they get their seats on the board, and which usually happens definitely in mid-cap companies, they really start making change by usually trying to shake up the management team and people in power and trying to place people in these positions of power and which is aligned with their values and with their goals and strategies for the company. This could be very ruthless and seen as a very ruthless act by many, as they're basically raiding these companies and taking people's jobs and and instituting these measures of cost-cutting. And this, this can be proven quite controversial, as some might see it as a as not as unethical on how they can suddenly because they have all this money and all this capital, just raid a company, try to change things up in the short term wise and hope for a mainly and mostly short term gain within the stock. Sometimes, most of the time, hopefully you have an activist investor who's also looking into long term, but mostly they're looking for short term turnover and a short term, definitely a short term um, progress report on what they're doing in the company is pleasing its shareholders and ultimately making money for the firm, for their firm, and for their hedge fund and their clients and for the other shareholders. And what they're doing is making a difference, in which is a difference in a plan and strategy which was not being instituted by its former administration.
So with them taking over the the CEO, then comes the dirty work. And the dirty work is trying to put those plans and what you had on paper into action. And action in which will be deliberative in trying to grow the company and lead the company to success in the future. Activist investing is a very risky business because you have all these companies and and most activist investors try to find companies with quality infrastructure and product products and just need systematic and change within their systems and strategies. But many of these companies don't succeed. And many of them struggle to really change in such a way in such a radical way in which really bring them off to that course of being a distressed stock in which might declare bankruptcy or have to really bunk her down. And with that, and with those changes not happening and with activist investors investing so much money within these companies, they really risk great gains and great losses. And and most companies like J.C. Penney's, for example, which was a distressed stock in which perishing capital, also a bill hedge fund invested in, sometimes they don't make that dramatic turnaround in which they expect. And when they don't, they lose a lot of money. And that's just a part of the game in which, in the business in which they're in, and the methods in which they play. Another example could be Herbalife, and many of you might have heard of it, but Bill Ackman's big activist short and PR campaign to really discredit the company to be a pyramid scheme, and Carl Icahn, another activist investor's big position, which he was incrementally building in the company because he really believed in it, um, investments within that company as activist shareholders as one was trying to really discredit a company and force the stock down which lost a lot of money and the other who was making money and who was building these huge positions within the stock and was really trying to make the company and lead the company into success within the future. In conclusion, activist investing is basically a form of investing in where short shareholders and hedge funds and wealthy individuals and firms come into companies, try to change things around and force influence and power by the being a large shareholder in a company. And with doing so, they try to change things and shake things up. And with trying to shake things up, they're trying to lead the company and lead the stock to have future profits and lead the stock higher by virtue. And with doing so, they take big risks, but they also run the risk of also having high reward with that big, low risk, but big risk. And with that, activist investing could be a very profitable industry if, and very profitable if done right. And also, investors like us in which might not have those great sums of money if we choose wisely and if we invest in companies in which are targeted by these activist investors in which have potential and they're able to really turn it around we can enjoy those gains with them as these company stocks who are successful really exponentially grow 
And if we're able to ride the train with them to increase value in the stock, that could really affect our investing and really help us make more money while we're trying to navigate the complex systems of the stock market. Thank you for tuning into this new episode of Investing Guru. And please subscribe and also share and also follow us on Twitter at, at the investing kid at investing guru. This is an investing guru 